Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. Praise God. Amen. We want to talk to you this morning about the gates of praise. Wednesday, we talked about the garment of praise that we're to clothe ourselves with and uh, kind of spilled over here this morning as I was in prayer. So the gates of praise is our subject in the book of Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 18 will be our opening text. Notice what it says. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. And of course, if you put it in context, it's referring to a time when uh, the new Jerusalem comes out of heaven. And as a result, of course, the new heavens and the new earth, there's not going to be anything in it that's going to defile or anything of that nature. There's not going to be any more violence there. Now, remember, for how long and for how many years has Jerusalem been uh, in disputes and wars and and all kinds of uprisings and and so on and taken into captivity and, and that sort of thing and then destructed uh, destruction w- which took place in AD 70 it's been you know not even as a part of Israel anymore for how long until 1967 when in 1967 they fought a six-day war after the six-day war but once again it became you know under Israel so uh, uh, the nation of Israel and so you can see what he's talking about over all these many 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 years it's been nothing but for decades and centuries a place of war and destruction well one day he says this is what's going to happen no more violence no more destruction no more sin nothing that is evil everything is on the outside nothing can come in that defiles in any way it's going to come a time when praise God there's nothing but perfect peace righteousness holiness health well-being during the thousand year millennial reign of Christ we know there's going to be perfect peace no sickness no disease no sin no death nothing of that nature is going to prevail any longer so praise God Israel and Jerusalem are going to be beautiful a wonderful place to live Jesus will reign as king of kings and lord of lords but notice he says we call the walls salvation and the gates praise the walls within the walls we have salvation and the way to get into that salvation is through the gates of what praise so we can spiritualize it on our end uh, and we can see other scriptures that support this truth as well we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and into his courts with praise as psalm 100 says we'll look at that in just a moment but when you think about a gate you think about an entrance you think about a way to get into something right Wednesday night I talked about how uh, we recently in our family had a, a, an addition of two puppies when, when Rocky our dog died at almost 15 years of age of course my wife's heart was really saddened and, and just overwhelmed by it and, and, I, and I told her well, we shouldn't get any more no more not one more puppy so she went and bought two instead so 
starting over. I know I should have said none, but I said not one, and we got two. So we got two to help heal the broken heart and bind up all the wounds. And so if you understand puppies, like I'm sure you understand puppies, we put up these two little gates at strategically placed in our household so that they would be confined to a certain area of our house. And as I said, Wednesday night, we did this for two powerful and wonderful and meaningful reasons. Number one is number one. And number two is number two. And those are the two main reasons why we put up those two gates. If you get my point, and I'm sure you do. So, uh, well, what, what happens is, they, now they love all of us, but they really love Krista. I mean, they really, really love Krista. And everywhere she goes, when she walks through the gate and closes the gate, and she's on the other side of the gate, now they go right up to the gate and they begin to whine and they begin to bark and all that because they just can't stand the fact that she's out of their sight, you know, but nothing happens. The gate doesn't open with their whining or with their barking. They're still on this side until she comes back down. And of course, you can understand why I give you a couple of reasons why we don't want them beyond the gate. Do I have to repeat those reasons? I think you know what those reasons are. So we're confining them to a certain area. Well, when the Bible says in Psalm 100, let's look at Psalm 100 now. He makes his wall salvation and his gates praise. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with not barking, not whining, not whimpering, but enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with what? Praise. Be thankful to him and bless him. And bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. So how do we enter into the walls of salvation? Not through the gates of murmuring and not through the gates of complaining, but through the gates of what? Praise. And what are we praising him for? For his goodness, for his truth that endures to all generations. So in other words, when we go up to the gate of salvation, then we know we should go there with praise in our hearts and within our lips and within our mouths. Now remember, the gate is the entrance way. It is the gateway into something. And these walls of salvation, on the other side of the wall, we understand is salvation, which means there's righteousness, holiness, joy, peace in the Holy Ghost. There's healing and health and, and wholeness and soundness of mind and well-being and uh, provision and protection. I mean, the list goes on and on. All the things that are in the walls of salvation are accessed through the gate of praise. And what God is really saying to us, what he's speaking to our hearts is, look, I'm giving you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Do you have a heavy spirit? A spirit of heaviness, a blanket of oppression or depression or sadness or brokenness. And the list goes on and on. Remember when Jesus came to the earth, what did, what did he say his platform was? He's been anointed to preach the gospel or the good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Preach deliverance of the captives, recovering a sight to the blinds, set liberty to bruise, and preach the acceptable year of the Lord. So what he says, what I came for is this. This is my platform upon which I'm going to base my life and ministry. I am here to let people who are humble know, if you know your spiritual condition and you know you need help in that area of your life, spiritually speaking, I've come to preach good news to you. I've got good news to you, for you. 
this good news is there's saving grace, there's delivering grace, there's healing grace, there's victorious grace, there's protective grace, and the list goes on and on. So we came to preach the good news to the poor. We came to heal the brokenhearted. If you've got a broken heart, because of why? Of the situations that we encounter in life. I mean, I can't even imagine the broken hearts over this event that took place in Missouri. When you think about that boat overturning and nine of at least one family of 11 lost nine of their family members on that outing, which is hard to imagine, but, but they did. And you talk about the broken hearts. Life throws a lot of different things our way, doesn't it? And we encounter all kinds of difficult situations in life and they can be crushing. They can be hurtful, harmful and damaging. But I guess all told 17 people died. Um, imagine and we can't even imagine. You can't go there uh, in your, in your thinking. But um, Jesus said, I came to heal that broken heart. To heal the broken heart and bind up every wound that we encounter in this life. And then, of course, he went on to say, he sent me to heal the broken heart, a priest's deliverance to the captive. And that's talking about if the enemy has held you in bondage or captive in any way. The recovering of sight to the blind, he's there to deliver you and set you free. And give you sight so that you can see the truth that liberates, delivers, and sets free. And then, if you're bruised... He says, I'm here to liberate you from that bruising and preach finally the acceptable year of the Lord. In other words, this is what God is all about. It's not about building buildings and that sort of thing. It's all about touching hearts and changing lives. It's about meeting people's needs and about finding someone with a broken heart and saying, I've come to repair it and make you whole once again. This is the mission that Jesus came to the earth for, to carry out the Father's perfect will. And he did all that. He accomplished his purposes. He was sent to destroy the works of the devil. First John 3 eight says he destroyed the works of the devil, which he did that already. And what's left for us to do, it seems like it's something too simple to be true, but it is very simple and very true. He said, all you've got to do is praise me for the victory. All you've got to do is just open up your mouth, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and to his courts with praise. And then look at this one in Psalm 34 and verse 1, which really clarifies it all for us. I will bless the Lord only when I'm happy. I will bless the Lord, you know, when I get a good check in the mail. I will bless the Lord when my kids come home on time. I will bless the Lord when they fill up the gas tank when they do. I will bless the Lord when they can finally pay their own car insurance. I will bless the <laughs> Right? No, I will bless the Lord how often? At all times his praise shall how often continually be in my, where is it going to be? Wait, the mouth, wait a minute. If it's in the mouth, continually praise him in my mouth. Then if the gate is praise, where's the praise? In the mouth. So therefore, if the, if the praise is in the mouth and the gate is praise, then when I praise him with my mouth, it opens the gate into salvation. Can you say amen? I'll never forget the night I got the call. Go back to the hospital because Andrew's not going to make it through the night. He's going to die. They said he's got chicken pox pneumonia. It's in his lungs and they don't believe he's going to live through the night. Which after three days of being there, not sleeping hardly at all being up all night, being with him and, and that sort of thing. And finally, finally getting home with my other two children, finally jumping in the bed thinking, oh, it's nice to sleep on my, in my bed, not on a chair, you know, half, halfway through, throughout the night. Got to get back up here. 
And we all have emotional feelings, don't we? No one is exempt from how they feel. They're very much a part of us. But how many of you know we have to be weaned from them? Psalm 131 says, I am weaned as a, from my soul as a child is weaned. In other words, we can't let our feelings and emotions dictate to our lives. We can't be like a Cain who was jealous and envious and, and he felt rejection. And so as a result, he killed his brother rather than controlling his emotional feelings. What does he do? He lets them control him and he kills his brother as a result. And we can be the same way. We let our emotional feelings dictate to our lives because if something happens, we hear something, we feel something or whatever, and it takes over and it controls us and takes us down a wrong path. We can't do that. Well, my feelings rose up that I was tired. I was exhausted. I didn't feel like driving all the way back up to Pittsburgh Children's Hospital once again. But the moment I got myself dressed and got back into the car, heading out the driveway, it was like the spirit of the Lord just fell upon me. And all of a sudden, a song was in my heart. And even though all that was spoken, all that was said, my feelings and emotions were derogatory. They were, they were against everything that I, that I felt and what I believed. I just began to shout the praises of God. And I mean to tell you, I began to sing. I began to shout. I began to praise God all the way, 45 minutes, all the way back up to Children's Hospital. That one was when it was up in Oakland. And I just began to shout the praises of Almighty God, just thanking Him all the way up there. Now, I shouldn't have been, if, if I was basing it on feelings and emotions, I shouldn't have done anything like that. But thank God, the gate of praise is open to the walls of salvation, and we can enter in and receive, praise God, the saving strength of our God as we praise Him for the victory and praise Him for the answer before we ever see it or experience it. And so I praised Him all the way up there. Then after getting up there, then, you know, they come in and tell you, in the morning time, we had to wait, you know, hurry up and wait. We hurried up, we waited. And by the time the dawn came up, they came into his room and just said, there's no chicken pox pneumonia. He doesn't have anything in his, in his lungs. That he's, he's, he's all right, he's whole. Now, could that have been a mistake? Hey, it could have been, I don't know. Um, but it also could have been a miracle. So you can look at it either way you want to. But all I know is this. We can't let our emotional feelings, no matter what they dictate to us, control our lives and really run the house. You and I have got to let the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness be clothed with it. And when these things feel emotions to come, come against us, the spirit of heaviness is dispelled from our lives. We have got to dress ourselves with a garment of praise, praising him for the victory, praising him for the answer before it ever comes. Uh, another time when my daughter fell 10 feet and she was a, in a bad, bad way. She was only three and a half years old, fell straight down head first 10 feet, landed on her head on wooden steps. She's lying there in a pool of blood, lying on the floor. Feelings and emotions just are not going real good, not doing real well at that moment, are they? No. And so I picked her up, laid her on a living room floor at my parents' house, which is where the study was being held. I was teaching a Bible study in the basement. And there she is lying there in a pool of blood, eyes split open, can't walk, can't stand up. I don't know what in the world happened to her body, but that's a bad state that she was in. Picked her up, laid her on that floor, and laid hands on her and began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And that is with other tongues, praying in the Spirit. I, I realize there are a lot of people today say, oh, that tongue's business is not for the day. You know, it's of the devil. Don't ever say it's of the devil. Because if you say something's of the devil that's of the Holy Ghost, you're in serious problem with God. Remember when they said you cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils? Remember they said that to him? 
And Jesus said, you can speak against me if you want to speak against me, but don't you speak a word against the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You're in danger of hellfire if you talk like that. So if a person doesn't believe it's for today, they may, that may be their view, that may be their belief, but don't ever say it's of the devil. I served the devil for 24 years. He never let me speak in tongues. I accepted Christ as my Savior, and I spoke with other tongues when I got baptized with the Holy Ghost, and I spoke with other tongues, and they're telling me that's of the devil. I served the devil for 24 years, and I played in bands. I played guitar and played in bands and bars and that sort of thing, and uh, ducked beer bottles and everything else you can think of. I watched people with guns on the table. I saw them transacting all kind of business for uh, drug, drug deals and all that sort of thing. And I never spoke in tongues. <laughs> Not one time. Mm -mm. I get saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking tongues at a church, Pleasant Valley Church up in Niles, Ohio. Pastor Lynn Evans and his team came down. That was a hard case. That was a hard case. But I did get filled with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues. And why am I saying this? Because I believe that by praying in tongues over my daughter's life, I, I could have been picked up for speeding for praying in tongues so quickly, so fast. The Holy Ghost fell on me. And, it, and I mean, my head was just lifted up like that. I don't know if it was just me doing it or the Holy Ghost doing it or an angel doing it. And I said, oh, thank God, now she's healed. Still in the pool of blood, still blood pouring out, still in the, the state that she was in. Let's go finish the Bible study, I said. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. That was a, a gift of special faith that went in operation. You know, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you can be used by God at any time in the gift of the Spirit. And that, spirit, that gift of the Spirit went in operation as I was praising in tongues and praying in tongues. And it just fell upon me. And I lifted up my head and said, now I know that she's healed. Now I know that she's healed. Let's go finish the Bible study. Long story short, praise God. About the third day when she would, well, actually in the morning, she laid her in bed and thanked the Lord that she was healed. Again, feelings and emotions. Of course, the devil's always siding with your feelings and emotions. And I go to bed and the thought comes, you better go check on her. She's going to die through the night. She's going to be paralyzed through the night. You better take her to the hospital. You better do this. You better do that. And I just said, well, it's too late for you. She's healed. I thank you, Lord. She's healed. Too late for you. She's healed. In the morning time, she comes running out of her bedroom, goes into our bedroom, looks in the in mirror, puts up her hands, and she says, Thank you, Jesus. You healed me. Thank you, Jesus. You healed me. By this time, this here was uh, filled with infection. You know, and, that, and her face, this side of her face, didn't look recognizable, didn't even look like her. By the third day, she kept every day, she kept on running in there saying, you healed me, you healed me, you healed me. Thank you that you healed me. And that thing fell off. She had perfect skin there. And by Saturday, within a week, she was normal. Her whole face was completely normal. Once again, I've got pictures of it. You can see one side of her face looked like her. The other side of her face did not look like her when it first happened. But now she's completely healed. She's completely whole. And all we did was, after that point, was praise him for the victory. Praise him for the answer. So we entered the walls of salvation through the gates of what? praise his praise should how often continually be where in our mouths because our mouths really is the gate of praise that we open through our praise we enter into his saving grace look in second uh, chronicles chapter five destruction shall be no more i don't know about you but i'm looking for the day when it's going to be an absolute reality that there won't be any anything that destroys it'll all be kept on the outside uh, Revelation, I think it is 21. If Paul, if you can ever find that well, while, while we're doing this one. Revelation chapter 21, I think it's 25 through 27. After this, we can pull that up. Came to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one. Notice there was unity. They were one. To make one sound and being heard and praising and thanking the Lord. When they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That then. Everybody say then. 
then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister for by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. It's when the people of God are in unity. It's when they are in purity. They were clothed in white linen. They were unified. They were purified. They're of one heart, one mind, one accord, and they praised him. And they were sanctified, which means they were set apart as well. Matter matter of fact, we're set apart right here, right now, today. We've come together for a purpose, which is to do what? To worship God, to praise God, to glorify his holy name. So that's why we're sanctified, we're set apart to do that. But also they were purified, their motives were pure, their hearts were right. They wanted all that God had for them, the best that God had for them. And they were willing to do whatever they needed to do to achieve that. But then they were also in unity. They all wanted it. You see the sign over here? We believe and see the glory of God. We want the glory of God. We don't want to come to here together just to see what everybody else is doing and that sort of thing. Thank God that we can have fellowship and we'll have fellowship afterwards at the picnic down there at the picnic grounds. But right here, right now, we want to reverence God. Right here, right now, we want God to show up to manifest himself, to appear right here in a cloud and the power and glory, his might. Just be here among us. Why? To save the lost, to heal the sick, to set the captives free. Maybe take a wayward heart and bring it back once again. You know why? Because eternity is a very long time. And we all need to know Jesus, live for him, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. Carry out the plan and purpose that he has for your life upon this earth. There's a lot of temptation out there. There's a lot of things that distract us and take us away from the things of God. But I'm going to tell you one thing that will reel us in. You start praising God for his goodness. You start praising God for who he is. You start praising God for his saving grace. You wake up every morning you start saying, this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice. I'm going to be glad in it. If you're struggling in an area of your life, guess what? If you will praise him for the victory before you see it in that area of your life, you will open up the gate that leads into salvation or saving strength, and you will rise up victorious over that thing. So if there's something out there that's holding you in captivity, remember those last three planks of his platform that Jesus said he came to do? He came to, to, to set the captives free, right? Liberate, the, set the captives free, recovering sight to the blind, and liberate those that are bruised. You take those last three, you know what you could do? You could put, you could put the name Samson right there. Samson was taken captive by the enemy, was he not? They plucked out his eyes after that, did they, did they not? And then thirdly, he was grinding at the mill of his enemy, chained and bruised. But praise ye the Lord. Jesus came to liberate, deliver, and set free anybody who's bound by the enemy for anything. He came to give us sight that we need to see and understand and know the truth. You'll know the truth that'll make you free. And liberate us, praise God, from all the bruisings that come from the realms of darkness and all we need to do as believers is realize our need to praise him for the victory in advance before we ever see it and you can keep that gate open so that the saving grace of God can continue to manifest in our lives and so he wants us to do that now on the inside is his saving grace on the outside everything else that defiles is kept out do we have those verses look at revelation chapter 21 And the gates of it shall, this is talking about the gates of the new heavens and the new earth. The gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall not, shall there be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or make it the lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Beloved, we can have a taste of that now on this earth as you and I begin to, with this gate of praise, enter into the, the, the 
salvation of our Lord, the walls of salvation. And by thanking him and praising him in advance, praise God, we can experience the glory of God, the power of God, uh, the transforming power of God, the healing power of God, the delivering power of God, the protective hand of God. And every single day, what we, again, need to recognize is our need to use this tongue, this mouth of ours to praise him for things before they ever happen. I praise him every day in my pathways life and there is no death. And I can't, I can't tell you, uh, I believe my daughter's life has been spared by that. My son Andrew's life has been spared by that. And I believe we've got victory in our lives as a result of that. But I, I don't know what you do every day, but I'll tell you what, I, I take it upon myself and no one told me to do it. I just take it upon myself to let my lips speak right things. I know the need for us all to speak right things. I thank him every single day. This is his day that he made for me to rejoice and be glad in. I am born again, spirit filled, faith walking, tongue talking, armor bearing, love practicing, living epistle of the living Christ, known and read of all men. I'm blessed in my coming in and my going out in the city and basket and store, basket and store, city and field, basket and store. All that I set my hand to do will prosper no weapon form against me to prosper. Why? Because the hand of the Lord is upon me and I belong to him. I'm praising him for the victory that I have in my life. Praise in him. I live and move and have my being and he's greater in me than he that is in this world. I thank him. Praise God in my rising up, my lying down, my coming in, my going out from the rising of the sun to the going down to the same. The name of the Lord is to be praised. And so I praise you, Jehovah Sid can do my righteousness. I praise you, Jehovah Shalom. You are my peace. I praise you, Jehovah Shama. You're ever present in my life. And I praise you, Jehovah Nissi. You're the Lord, my victory i praise you jehovah Sh- uh, ruler of the lord my shepherd and i shall not want praise god almighty i praise you jehovah java your provider and i praise you jehovah rafa the lord physician my great healer and also by the way jehovah sidkenu you i mean Je- jehovah mccadus you are the lord my sanctification and my sanctifier i'm praising him for all those things and guess what we're being transformed while we're making those declarations of faith that's what transforms us that's what changes us from glory to glory amen hallelujah and if we'll praise him for those things, then those things become a reality. Hallelujah. So it's up to us to do it. But everything else is on the outside. Look at the, also Psalm 47. Now you got your shouting clothes on. Did you, I know you got your picnic clothes on, but do you got your shouting clothes on right now? Are you ready to shout? Amen. Now you might say this a little bit fanatical. Well, it's, a, it's time somebody get fanatical about Jesus. And not just a ball game or something like that. Clap your hands, O ye people. Shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph or victory. For the Lord most high, he is terrible. He is great king over all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us. The excellency of Jacob whom he loved. Selah, or stop and think about that. Meditate on that. God is gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. So sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises for God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises. Notice this. With understanding. We're not just singing a song of praise without understanding. We're going to sing it with understanding. I know that when I sing a praise that he inhabits my praises. I know that he lives in those praises. I believe he manifests himself in those praises. So when I praise him, I've got victory over this. I believe he is empowering me to have victory over it. When I'm praising him for my healing, I believe, praise God, his healing power is in manifestation. Look at Psalm 107 and notice this in verse 17. This is verse 17 through 22. Fools because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities are afflicted. Their soul abhors all manner of meat. They draw near to the gates of death. Notice the different gate. 
the gate of death. Then they cry to the Lord in their trouble. Now they're crying out. And what are they doing? Putting pressure on the right gate. And he saves them out of their distresses. Now notice this. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men and let them sacrifice. Sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Praise God. It is more natural for us to look at the problem and cry about the problem. To be like those two little puppy dogs and just whining, whining, waiting for her to come back down from upstairs. Or we can say, praise God, I'm not going by my feelings. I'm not going by emotions. I'm not going by reports that are contradictory to the report of the Lord. I am going to exalt, praise God, what I believe above what I feel. I am going to shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph. I'm going to enter the gates, the walls of salvation through the gates of praise. And I'm going to praise him. Someone says, how long shall I praise him? You praise him till the glory comes down. You praise him until the manifestation appears. You praise him until you see results, praise God. It's called the, some have called it the praise cure. There are those that have been healed by the praise cure. They applied the praise cure someone once told this individual that if you praise him you can praise your way into victory remember what um, David says I bless the Lord at all times his praise shall his how often continually be in my mouth he also said bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me he's telling his soul to bless the Lord because his soul doesn't want to bless the Lord because his soul feels emotions that are contradictory to blessing the Lord we all have those feelings and emotions we can all get up in the morning time and just feel oppressed like there's a cloud of oppression over us but you know what it's not based on how we feel it's based on what we believe I believe that as I praise him he'll inhabit my praises I believe as I shout to the Lord with the voice of triumph I am penetrating the very walls of salvation and we're tapping into all the blessings that God has provided for us so it's up to us to make a decision in our lives am I going to go by my feelings and emotions or am I going to let the word of God that's in my heart come out of my mouth with praise and adoration to God for what he's done for me the great mighty things that he's done so that he can manifest himself in my praises and bring victory into my life Oh, thank God. We, we have the right to do that. As a matter of fact, in the book of Psalms, we are told in the 149th Psalm that this is something that you and I as all believers can do to exercise what victory over the devil. If we will praise him upon our beds with loud voices, he said, then you will wreak havoc on the kingdom of darkness. You'll destroy the works of Satan. And I'll tell you what, you'll give place to the works of God, the mighty works of God. So let let the redeemed of the Lord say that the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. And let all, all men praise the Lord for his goodness and wonderful works to the children of men. Let us enter the gates of salvation, the walls of salvation through the gates of praise as we praise him for the victory. If there's something that you need victory over here in your life, start praising him for the victory. Start praising him. I mean with understanding. I am praising you. And I'm believing that you're inhabiting my praise. That you are showing up and manifesting yourself in my praise.